Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I am Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. It's day 659 of our three-year journey through the Word of God, and we are in Esther chapter 5. And we know that Haman, the Agagite, has plotted the destruction of the Jews. He has, under the king's seal, sent out notice to all 127 provinces of the Persian Empire, notifying those who are enemies of the Jewish people, who, who would, are waiting for an excuse to attack Jewish people, these anti-Semitic forces that are spread throughout the Persian Empire. He sent notice to them. Here's our chance. Now's our day. On this day, with the king's permission, you're going to openly attack and violently kill and annihilate all of the Jewish people. Mordecai has gotten word of this, and he has sent word to Esther, and Esther has said, I can't really do anything because you're not allowed to go into the king unless he's asked you. I haven't been asked for a month. If you go in and you haven't been asked, you're going to be put to death unless the king holds out the scepter to you. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to die. And Mordecai gives that well-known answer to her, you know, who knows but that you have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. And, and in that he says... You know, if you don't do this, God will deliver his people from somewhere else. And you and your family might be put to death. Don't think you're going to escape. Uh, you, have a, you have an obligation. You have a responsibility. You have to identify with God's people. You have to stand on the side of God's people. It's a very clear and compelling call. And so Esther asks for uh, all of God's people to fast. Um, and she is now going to put her plan into action. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful book of Esther. Thank you for how it challenges us and uh, confronts us in the realities of our lives. And we pray that you would help us to understand your word, to be faithful to it, to see Jesus through it, and to grow in you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Esther chapter 5. On the third day, Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the king's palace, in front of the king's quarters, while the king was sitting on his royal throne inside the throne room opposite the entrance to the palace. And when the king saw Queen Esther standing in the court, she won favor in his sight, and he held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. Then Esther approached and touched the tip of the scepter, and the king said to her, What is it, Queen Esther? What is your request? It shall be given you even to the half of my kingdom. And Esther said, If it please the king, let the king and Haman come today to a feast that I have prepared for the king. Then the king said, Bring Haman quickly, so that we may do as Esther has asked. So the king and Haman came to the feast that Esther had prepared. And as they were drinking wine after the feast, the king said to Esther, What is your wish? It shall be granted to you. And what is your request? Even to the half of my kingdom it shall be fulfilled. Then Esther answered, My wish and my request is, If I have found favor in the sight of the king, and if it please the king to grant my wish and fulfill my request, let the king and Haman come to the feast that I will prepare for them, and tomorrow I will do as the king has said. 
And Haman went out on that day joyful and glad of heart. But when Haman saw Mordecai in the king's gate, that he neither rose nor trembled before him, he was filled with wrath against Mordecai. Nevertheless, Haman restrained himself and went home. And he sent and brought his friends and his wife Zeresh. And Haman recounted to them the splendor of his riches, the number of his sons, all the promotions with which the king had honored him, and how he had advanced him above the officials and the servants of the king. Then Haman said, Even Queen Esther, let no one but me come with the king to the feast she prepared. And tomorrow also I am invited by her together with the king. Yet all this is worth nothing to me, so long as I see Mordecai the Jew sitting at the king's gate. Then his wife Zeresh and all his friends said to him, Let a gallows fifty cubits high be made, and in the morning tell the king to have Mordecai hanged upon it. Then go joyfully with the king to the feast. This idea pleased Haman, and he had the gallows made. It's Esther chapter 5. So Esther is beginning to take action. She's doing so slowly, deliberately, with careful thought. She's, she's spent three days thinking and planning this. While she's been thinking and planning, the people of God have been praying, even though the text didn't explicitly say praying. Obviously, if they're putting on sackcloth and they're fasting, they're praying. It is significant that this is on the third day. There's a pattern that's established throughout the Old Testament of third day deliverance, of third day redemption, of third day rescue. And so here is one of them, right? The, the, the sentence of death is passed, the people live in fear, but on the third day, the beginning of this redemption, of this restoration, of this, even as it were, resurrection from the dead. And it begins with Esther, Esther taking that bold step to put on her royal robes and to stand in the inner court of the king's palace in front of the king's quarters with the king sitting on his royal throne inside the throne room opposite the entrance to the palace. So she's in the inner court. She's opposite where the king is seated. She hasn't just barged all the way into his presence, but she can be plainly seen and it can be plainly seen that she is wanting to come. And the king immediately sees her, sees how beautiful she is, remembers how wonderful she is. He hasn't seen her in over a month. And he holds out his scepter, the golden scepter. She goes in and she touches the tip of the scepter, which is that invitation of grace. It's an invitation of grace. After 33 days of not being in the king's presence, she is extended this invitation. We are extended a gracious invitation to come into the presence of the king of kings and the Lord of lords, the Lord of glory. And we do so because of Christ Jesus. He is the one who wins us favor in the sight of God who grants us grace and who gives us access. 
And just as King Ahasuerus said to Esther, what is it? What is your request? So the God of the universe says to us, what is it? What is your request? We were in a Bible study on Thursday night, going through a praying life. And one of the things that we saw was that Jesus, whenever he taught on prayer, the, the singular emphasis of Jesus when he taught on prayer was ask, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be opened to you. The persistent widow asked until she received. The friend uh, who had uh, guests arrive in the middle of the night went to his friend and he asked until he received. And six times Jesus tells us to ask whatever, ask whatever in his name and the name of Jesus is that golden scepter that gives us access to the throne of grace of the God of the universe, and we can come and we can ask. But sometimes when we ask, we need to be patient. We need to be patient, and we need to wait on the Lord's timing. And so Esther doesn't just burst in and say, I want the head of Haman on a platter, right? Like Salome did uh, before uh, King Herod. She doesn't say that. She's not rash. She's not rude. She's not pushy. She simply says, let the king and Haman come today to a feast that I've prepared for the king. This puts Haman in a situation where he believes on good ground that he has won the special favor of not only the king who has promoted him to the highest place within the kingdom, but also of the queen. He believes that he has arrived, that he is the man, that there's no one greater than him in the whole Persian empire other than the emperor himself, because he's the only one invited with the king to come to this feast. And not only that, but Esther says, I'm going to give another feast tomorrow, and I just want the king and Haman to come to the feast that I have prepared. And Haman was joyful, and he was glad of heart. He is puffed up with Pride. And what does the Bible say about pride? Huh? Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Here is Haman, puffed up with pride, and he is about to be destroyed. And the beauty of the sovereignty of God, the unnamed, unseen, but absolute sovereignty of God, the beauty of that sovereignty of God is that Haman, because of his anger, an outrage that there should be someone in the Persian Empire who doesn't honor him, Haman, that is Mordecai. Mordecai, who sits in the king's gate, close to the king, dares not honor Haman, the Agagite, the special favored right-hand man of the king, and that just has him seething. And so in the, in the perfect providence of God, he fumes about this. All this is worth nothing to me so long as I see Mordecai the Jew sitting at the king's gate. And it's his wife and his friends in puffing up his pride who tell him, make a gallows 50 feet high. And in the morning, tell the king to have Mordecai hanged on it. Now they don't know what we know which is remember that already Mordecai has taken action to save the life of the king. Hmm. And of course, he doesn't know what we already know, and that is that Esther knows about the plot that he has 
hatched and that is unfolding to kill the Jewish people and that she's intending to intervene. But all that's yet to come. This is a well-written story. It provides tension. It makes us wait. It gives us foreshadowing. And so we wait. We wait. So I think today our, our lesson, our spiritual application of this chapter is one, to be thankful that we have access to a far greater throne than the throne of the Persian Empire. And we've been given that access through Jesus Christ, our mediator, who is that golden scepter of the grace of God extended to us always. We have open access. We should come and we should ask. And we should wait upon the Lord. Just as we're having to wait to see how this situation is going to be resolved in Esther in our lives, we need to wait upon the Lord. It may be years, maybe many years, but we should pray, not stop praying, ask, seek, knock, and wait upon the Lord. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love for us that is unfailing. Thank you for your Son, our Savior, who gives us grace and access to you always. We pray that we would come to you and ask, and we pray that you would help us to be patient and wait for the answer in faith, expectantly, not cynically being dismissive or just going through the motions, but trusting you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that's Esther chapter 5 tomorrow. We're right on to Esther 6. Hope you can join me for that. Have a blessed day in the Lord.